This episode of the Fabulous Learning Nerds is sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTIs, counselor, and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. Like it or not, the age of video communication is here to stay. From meetings to presentations and workshops, almost all of us find ourselves on camera for some portion of our week. But how many of us understand the importance of looking good on camera? More importantly, what do I need to consider in order to best represent myself and my brand while I'm on camera? Well, today, we've invited Suzanne Glover, a television actress, author, and video speaking consultant to share her insights on how to be effective on video. It's a fantastic and very relevant discussion that I'm sure you'll get a lot out of. Plus, be sure to stick around to the end of the episode as Suzanne has a very special offer that can help all of us improve our presence on camera. Let's get started. They are the fabulous learning nerds. Because if you're tired of the old ways of getting it done, you've got the fabulous learning nerds. Scott and Dan are making it lots of fun. The best ideas that you've ever heard. So everybody spread the word. They're going to keep you with turning the fabulous learning nerds. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of your Fabulous Learning Nerds. I'm your host, Scott Judy, and with us again, you love him, from a new undisclosed location, it's Dan Coonrod. Dan the man. Oh, yeah. Mr. Coonrod. Hey, Scott. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, sir? I think, I think we all know the answer to that. Fear to midway. I love that drop. I really do. I know you love that drop. Is it getting old, though? I guess I'll have to ask Abby if the drop's getting old. Yeah. Like, I could play that drop. Because my answer day. will be it, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's fine. So you, you are, you are of course, fair to Midland, but you're you're uh, hanging out, and life is good? Oh, yeah. No, life is really good. Um, in my undisclosed location, man, I, I love that, too. It's got a super, uh, like, super villain lair vibe to it. Uh, it's, it's awesome. No, life is good. I recently moved now, myself and my family and just loving it. You know, moving self and family is not anything that I would love, but I'm so happy that you loved it because I think that that's a great thing. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say, you're um, you're a you're a rock star now. You were on another podcast. Uh, I, I am a rock star. No, I'm not. I, I can't even joke about that. I was going to run with it, but I'm not. I'm definitely not a rock star. No, I got invited to uh, be on another podcast. Uh, learning unlocked, and it was uh, it's fantastic. And uh, when do we expect to hear your greatness on Learning Unlocked? Uh, I don't know specifically yet. Okay, all right, but we will we will for sure let everybody know because I'm interested to hear that, yeah. and I think it's a great opportunity to go ahead and share knowledge with our fellow learning brethren. Speaking of fellow learning brethren, we've got another one with us tonight. Uh, you love her, Abby Dawson, everybody. 
Abby. Hey there. How are you? I'm doing really well. Okay, awesome. And uh, so, what's new with you? Um, been tinkering with some stuff. Been playing with some uh, website development. Oh. You know, funsy, funsy stuff. stuff. When you get yeah. that done, you're gonna have to share. I mean, we've been talking before the show about what it is, but I don't want to get too excited about it. Tell us up and running, and then I think our audience is really gonna love it. Oh and, yeah, me too. Um, you know, the thing that I, I'm going to give you uh, props for is that you actually said, hey, I have this idea, and I think it's a good idea, and I'm just going to go out and do it. And I think that that's really awesome, and more people Aww. more people need to do that. Well, Put thank them- you. Well, I'll say I was inspired by working with you guys on this podcast. It it has been a lot of creative fun and um, and. I have to say, our, our we've had some great guests who have opened my eyes to, if, you know, if you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and do some cool things, um, cool things can happen. So, yeah. Some more to come. We'll tell you That's more fantastic. soon. fantastic. What a great transition about Fantastic Guests because, ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing guest with us. Um, Suzanne Glover is in the house, and we're going to learn all about the amazing stuff she does with a little segment that we call What's Your Deal? Hey, man. What's your deal? Suzanne. Hey, Scott. Well, what's my deal? Yeah, what is your deal? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have been a TV film actress for, oh gosh, over 35 years. So I just want you to think of me as that ancient TV film actress who's helping you communicate through video because you know what? She is tired of cringing as she watches people struggle with the need to show up on video today because it's really a hard medium to just just get into just like that. And I specialize in uh, virtual learning and virtual sales. You are incredibly timely, my dear friend. Um, More and more of us had to figure out this whole distance learning thing. And more and more of us, got on board with this getting on video thing. And uh, you're right. A lot of us haven't figured it out. So I'm super excited to um, get some best practices and and learn how to do this right. Not just from a virtual learning perspective or, um, you know, Zoom meeting kind of call perspective, but, you know, the platform really does allow for you to create your own content using video and more and more people are doing it. Um, I would love to say more and more people are doing it successfully, but I don't believe that that's right. So I really feel like your content is wicked on the money when it comes to um, our audience. So with that said, let's go ahead and get into our topic of the week, shall we? Okay, Suzanne, lay some knowledge on us how to look your best and do your best on video. Okay, well, first, let's talk about why we need to show up. I know that there is a virtual world out there now, and we all need to show up on camera. And you said something about the need to show up right now, and people are kind of resisting it. They really are, and I'm still seeing them, and that's because there's things like camera anxiety and the pressure to look good, like you just said. And, of course, trying to speak naturally when the environment looks like you're sitting in E.T.'s spaceship, you know. But... The reality today is I really think it's important for students, particularly when you're trying to train them, to remember that people are training them and not machines. 
And it keeps the human connection, which is part of our DNA. And that's because here's why. Our brains are wired to see faces. There is something called the face recognition part of our brain. That's the fusiform gyrus, something like that. And it seeks out faces. You know how artists do, they'll hide a face inside a picture? Well, that's what they are capturing. That engagement, it's a natural, primal, integrated, primal instinct in us to see faces. So when you're talking about doing slides, right there, right there, you have disengaged them on a primal level. And then, of course, body language. We all know that body language is, I don't know, 70% of communication. So right there, boom, you've taken away the body language. So you really have to, I want to say, overcompensate to communicate and get them to engage and be able to persuade them and influence them. It's making your job actually harder by hiding behind slides because you don't have the ability to use this, this primal instinct and your body language that makes your job easier once you get over the hump of being good on camera, which I think is really important nowadays. I know a lot of people say, oh, just flip on the camera. I don't agree with that. And we can talk about why. That that that's that begs a great question. So why don't I want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, I guess I let you that did. into I open that door that. and I walked right in, right? So why don't I want to do that? I swear to goodness, like I think you know, all of us found ourselves needing to communicate virtually and went out. And if you remember, like you couldn't get a webcam for months, like the good ones, right? So the good ones were gone uh, and they just turned them on. And it was a big learning experience for all of us. And some of us still haven't learned. So yeah, why, why don't you want to just turn your camera on? Because it's different showing up on camera than it is in person. So for example, when you're in person in the business world, we were all taught that Dress for success. Now, I know that's an 80s concept. I know that. But it's not outdated today. In fact, I just kind of looked it up recently. The Dress for Success book that was very popular in the 80s by John Malloy. And a lot of the reviews were, oh, this is outdated. This is outdated. But you know, there was one review that said, this is not outdated. This is based on statistical data. So what she did was she put on her navy blue suit. She went shopping as a test in today's world. And she said, wow, people were just falling out of their way to open the door for her. And salespeople were climbing over each other, trying to help her. It was like she commanded respect because she wore her navy blue suit. So take fast forward to what people say now. Oh, no, I need to wear my pajamas on the couch and I need to just show up and be me. Well, in business, there's really an important factor of first impressions. First impressions, I'm a hypnotherapist. So I really think about what we're communicating on a subconscious level. So for me, when I'm dealing with somebody, if they are looking kind of schleppy, personally for me, I don't really want to, I wonder how their product's going to be. I'm wondering how their product, and it might even be not even a conscious thing, but I can feel that tension inside of me saying, hmm. If they're not taking me seriously enough, they're not taking talking to me seriously enough, 
then why should I take them seriously? Even though that's the trend today, I don't think it's a good trend. And I'll say one more thing about this. When TV started way back in the 50s, it was black and white. But it went through an evolution. So by the time I got involved in the mid-80s, it was color, beta tapes. They were still one-inch beta tapes, the Betamax. They were still in that. And then they moved to VHS and they went to HD. You know, it's been this evolution. Well, that industry has evolved and I evolved it with it. I evolved with it. But really now the public has to evolve. So now everyone's doing the tech. Just like you said, everyone's having to do the tech. That's going to get old. And people are going to ask for more. They're going to say, oh, that person isn't taking me seriously. Oh, this person over here. I want to talk to that person because, wow, look at how good they look. And it's going to continue to evolve so that you've got to build trust. You can't just get on this thing. It's not going to be good enough. In fact, this is the last thing I'll say. I hear time and time again when people are on slides, they're getting comments that say, I want to see you. I want to see you. So it's like the audience is demanding to see us. But at the same time, I think it's important to show up and show that you're respecting their time and having some old fashioned values and stay ahead of the game because eventually everyone's going to wake up and go, wow, um, this isn't good enough. This person's over here wearing sunglasses and earbuds. And this person over here is talking to me like a professional in an office. And I want to talk to that person who's looking like their product is something that I really want to value because they're valuing my time. You know, it's, I, I, I didn't think about my own perspective in this until you just brought it up, but I just realized uh, maybe not so much people, but I find myself when I'm like in an office or, or like when I'm in, on a zoom call and looking at everybody's backgrounds, how have they set up their space? And uh, I'll, I'll admit uh, about getting super judgy uh, about it now that I think about it. Um, just like how professional is their space? Is their space set up to be conducive to like host a meeting or are they like sitting on their couch with like a laptop in their lap and the camera pointed up and I can like, just like see like everything going on. So you talk about that level of professionalism and uh, yeah, like I totally agree. It is, it's a real thing. It is a real thing. And I'm really, for example, there are tricks that create power and I'm going to tell you one of them right now. So one of the, big things I cringe about is seeing a person sitting on their couch in the dark with their laptop, looking up their nose or seeing the ceiling. Okay. Well, in framing, which is what you see in the box, it really creates a powerful image of you. You're creating power. You're keeping respect. If you just get your eyes up in the top third of the frame. Now this is basic photography and there are different styles for an eye do a video, I even cut off the very, very tip of my head because that's a Hollywood style that is psychologically good. You want your eyes up in the top third of the frame because it elevates your power. It commands respect. So these little tricks like this that the public are like not, they're just not aware of. There's nobody teaching this. And when I see when I see some people trying to teach us like a makeup artist, there's some makeup artist that's trying to coach people. And I think, wow, what does she know? And I'm, I'm not disparaging. I'm just saying there's such a need. I was doing this way before the need. I was teaching people this. I've been doing this for, I've been teaching this for about 20 years. And, and so now that there's such a need in business, I'm 
kind of expanding out. And I see that people are just grappling to learn this because it's not your fault that you don't know. Get your head up, get your eyes up in the frame. It creates a power. We in the industry know that because we've been fooling around with this for decades. Like I said, the public is new. You've been thrown into this virtual world. Things like this are important to learn because of the psychological effects it has on your audience. That begs a question. I have to ask this question. <laughs> is it okay? I love what you're saying. I think it's fantastic. My opportunity with looking up at the camera and one of the tricks that I've learned, at least for me, is I do my hide self view whenever I can. Because ultimately, I end up looking at myself the whole time, which isn't all that great. But back to this one third, where's the optimal camera placement for you in your office or in your laptop or whatever? And then how do I do that and look natural? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? Yeah. And again, we are talking about a professional setup that doesn't need to be expensive. It doesn't need to be complicated, but it does need to be right. And I can tell you where exactly to put your camera. But at the same time, there's also zooming in and zooming out. And I can't tell you that exactly how, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you should have it up around your eye level so that it looks straight at you. This is photography again. But at the same time, you also want to be far enough away. Okay, here's an example. You know how you take a selfie and your nose is exaggerated because you look like you need a nose job because the camera's too close and it, it's not zoomed in properly. Or maybe you really do need a nose you... job, for like in my case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm devil's advocate. Maybe you do. Devil's advocate for me. But go ahead. I think you're right. <laughs> Most people look like they do when they do that. And I find, here's why I kind of harp on this. It creates, I've seen the other side of it. I've seen it create a lack of confidence and I've seen it create extremely good confidence. And it's because when you get good at this, you start feeling like a celebrity and it starts boosting morale. It starts making you feel better. It's again, it's like leveraging the face secret. It's leveraging learning this medium, and all of a sudden you've expanded your control, your comfort zone. You feel better about yourself. You start feeling like a, well, my book says, um, my book is Be a Video Influencer, and it says reinvent your life and your business as a midlife movie star because you start feeling like a celebrity. And uh, I'll just give you a quick story to example this. Sally was a person who was in her 50s. She was a midlife dental manager in a manager in a dental office she came to me because she had been in bed for two years she hit midlife she got depressed she went to bed for two years and ate tv dinners she got to the doctor he said you should be dead because your lab results are so bad she and i worked together that was her wake-up call she and i worked together she went to an acting convention and played her violin like jack benny used to do you know he'd play a violin tell a joke she did comedy routines. She'd never done that before. She performed in front of hundreds of people and she placed in the top three and she felt like a celebrity. It changed her outside life because she worked inside the medium and it changed her confidence so much. Now, at the same time, I have worked, I have worked with people who are, 
oh, wow, I just talked to a client recently. I brought on a new client. She says, I have done 600 videos. I cannot do this. I feel so insecure now. I mean, I started out feeling strong and now it's just like, I'm so lost. I can't do, I can't do this. So I'm saying it's important to have a professional medium, have the camera up and create this, I'm, I'm sorry, a professional environment, have a professional environment, have the camera up because not only does it reflect on your audience how they see you, but it also is a reflection on how you value yourself. So I think it's important to do that and and keep the camera up and get some good lights. And there's a lot of personalized things to do, but pretty much set yourself up. Don't just use your home lights and your laptop camera. Get a little serious about it and get a little bit of equipment. So Suzanne, I also want to ask, it's more than just how your audience feels about you, right? It's it's about how effective your time with them is, right? So how yes. you feel is going to, you were telling us earlier um, that it's a mirroring effect. Could you talk some more about how that works and why that matters? I will. Thank you. Thank you, Abby. So in sales, you want to mirror your people. When I was traveling around the country as a talent scout, I was in the South and I started taking on that Southern drawl. I, I just did it, you know, <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I sold really well because I really got into their heads and mirrored their mannerisms, their voices, their eye contact, whatever. So in sales, we all know that mirroring is very important. So if you are relaxed when you're on camera, your students are going to relax and they're going to be able to absorb your training and they're going to be able to focus on you versus if you're uptight, you're um, thinking about how you look, they're going to feel that tension and that's going to kind of, I don't know, waylay their absorption of the learning because it's real obvious. The camera kind of magnifies what you're doing. So I know that sounds kind of weird, but it magnifies, it has lenses in there. So it magnifies you. So if you're feeling tension, it's going to go, whoa, okay. And if you're feeling relaxed, it's going to draw people in. And you really want to send your energy into the camera a certain way that pulls people out to you. Because it's, it's kind of fun when you start playing with this thing because of the magnification and the communication energetically. It's an energetic medium. That's my point. Your people are mirroring your energy because your camera can see what you're thinking because it magnifies your body language. And we all know when we're nervous, our hands sweat because our minds are saying are telling our hands to sweat. Well, other things, I'll give you another story. When I was teaching for Screen Actors Guild, I had a woman in there who she just looked really, I don't know, her face was tense. It was, she was nervous. She was a seasoned actress, yet she was nervous. I gave her a certain thing to think about, and that was what was right for her. I don't even remember what it was, but it was a certain thing I thought at the time, I very intuitive. I thought, okay, this person needs to think about this. She changed her thinking. Her face became almost angelic. It was so energetically different, and poof, she was engaging. So I feel like when you're relaxed, your, your students mirror you. And they become relaxed and that draws them into you because it makes a better connection. So what do I do if I'm like, I'm starting from zero? 
I've been on video calls before, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm projecting. I don't know what energy I'm giving. Where would you help somebody start? Like, what What do you, I, I think I've got my camera in the right position. I think my light's okay. I don't think I have dirty socks hi- hiding on the bed behind me. What, <laughs> where do I go? <laughs> Good question. Where do you start? Okay. So right now where you are is, is average. I can see you. And I would put your head up in the frame a little bit more because that creates that power. But right now the market is at the bottom level of market sophistication. And there are five levels of market sophistication. Market sophistication has one, two, three, four, five levels. And the beginning level is where people are new to it, like the diet pill. When it came out, oh, wow, you can take a pill and lose weight, new concept. I sold an anti-aging wrinkle pill that uh, I labeled and sold in the newspapers. And that was going after a market women who have tried everything. They're like at a five. They're so jaded. They've seen everything out there. That was a new concept. Oh, wow. I can take a pill and, and stop wrinkles. Great. So as market sophistication goes along, like the diet pill, first level pill, new concept. Great. And then people started getting used to, oh, that's just another diet pill. Oh seen that before, saturated the market. Then they had to think of, okay, something new. It works better. It works faster. It's easier. Something better. Then, okay, the next level. Well, now third level. Now it works better and you get a set of knives with it. You know, it's like, <laughs> it has to keep going up the scale. In the video world right now, as a general thing, we're at level one. So what you're doing is great right now. You're actually better than most because you're not sitting on your couch looking down at your laptop, right? But I feel, and and you're also not using a virtual background, which I don't like those. Also, I know I'm kind of opinionated here, but you have to realize I'm old school and I really mm, believe in the ability for an actor to authentically communicate. Because if you think about movies, the actors are not thinking, well, okay, the old movies, they're not using virtual backgrounds, they're not using special effects, they're using true, authentic connection. Now, I'm not saying you have to learn acting, but I'm saying you're not using a virtual background. I don't like those because subconsciously your hands or your head or something's disappearing. And that, again, creates a fakeness that you're fighting against, so you have to work harder. So where do you start was your question. And I say, and I have a seven-step method, very beginning is your mindset. Your mindset and knowing what you're thinking. And I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm talking about what are you thinking about because the camera is going to see you as you're what you're thinking about and what you want to do is get that love relationship with the camera first. That's the most important thing because as you start loving the camera and it starts loving you, you start creating more confidence in yourself and oh, oh, wow, you know what? Now I can build on the next level. See, that's how my formula works, my system. The first level is like a pyramid. The first level is you start creating that and I have a five-step framework that's walks you through identifying what you're thinking and then shifting it and then applying it and building momentum so that your body starts being addicted to loving the camera. 
once you start getting to love the camera, you start loving yourself more in the environment, then you go to level two, you start building some trust, you start creating a better environment, and, and you work your way through the process. How fast you want to work your way through it is up to you. But I say the mindset is the first thing. You start loving this situation and embracing it and knowing that it's the way of the future and, and getting good at just being on the camera. That was what I did as an actress. And we were, I couldn't just get into the system back then. I had gatekeepers. I had to get an agent. I had to get a mentor. I had to have had people teach me how to do it because I tried to do it by myself. It was hard. I didn't get jobs. When I started getting help with it, I started learning the secrets and I started learning how to create that love relationship with it and then really communicate through it. And then everything else falls in place, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, I feel like that's the next like team building HR service that needs to exist in our world. I mean, it's yeah. that sounds... I can't imagine how much it must impact your um, ability to just find some job satisfaction if you're more comfortable being on video. Because like in my job, that's the culture. We're always on video because we're a fully remote company, which I'm fine with. Makes sense to me. I really think it does help. But yeah, I mean, there are days when I get up and I hide behind my blue light glasses because I'm like, I just, I can't, like, this is the closest I can come to like hiding. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I'm sure that comes through. <laughs> it does. It, it, oh, just one more thing. When, when you learn this the right way, like I've had students over and over and over again. I said one gal, she was a teenager that came into my modeling school. I don't know. This was 20 years ago. And she, I said, okay, you've been here six months learning how to do this. What's happening for you? And she said, I, I kind of hesitated. She said, I, I, I feel pretty. You make me feel pretty what? You make me feel pretty. And I thought, no, 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 no. I'm not making you feel pretty. It's the, it's the process. And this is, you're right. It's a very good team building situation because of the effect it has on a person. That same person, we, she was getting good on the camera and she was kind of struggling. She opened up to me and she said, you know, I'm struggling in my speech class. Okay. Let's, uh, let's translate some of these to in person. And she got an A the next day in speech class because of that confidence, because she had been able to translate this to the real world. It pours over. I had another student. She said, this has improved my running. This has improved my life. So it's like a finishing school, but it's a tangible, necessary item in society today. So my thing is, don't just learn to get good on camera. Use it to, that's why my book says, reinvent your life and your business. because you're using video the right way. You know, I, 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 t I do totally agree where I was previously. You know, I would tell my team like, Hey guys, we, we got to be on camera. And you know, they would, they would be like, but why? Like nobody else is. And I'm like, and that's precisely why we have to be on camera. Like we're setting an example and we're, it, it will help us be more professional. It'll help us gain more traction. It'll help set us apart. And it, it it does like every day, like every time, like I'm I'm on a Zoom meeting or something, and I see like two or three people who are like off camera, uh, like I just discount them from the conversation. I'm just like, it's yeah, see? it's true. Well, Dan, you bring up a really good point. I'm gonna just be completely transparent. The times that I am off camera, I am not fully present in that meeting. 
I, I'm not. I totally, totally yeah. am not. Yeah. And um, I know people who are on camera who are also not fully present in that meeting, right? That are they're surfing the internet, they're writing emails, they're doing everything else but being yep. present. And I, I, I think that's a really important um, piece to what we're talking about, right? To stay present, stay focused. Um, you know, keep your eye on the camera. Like that's one of the things I struggle with. Like, where do I look? And like, and I'm really, really, really focusing in on that little eye that's looking at me because that's who I'm talking to, right? So. Yeah, really important stuff. And it is important. And I'm so glad that you guys are, as we're talking about this, see, we're bring, bringing awareness to your minds right now because we're amplifying it. We're talking about it. But see, Dan, you already were realizing it and you're ahead of the wave. You're saying, hey, team, we got to get on video. Yes, you need to get on video because everyone else is going to get on video and you're going to be left behind because there are other people like you out there, Dan, Daniel, who say, hey, I see the future and it's going to keep evolving. And as it keeps evolving, it's going to get better and better, just like black and white TV now is HD film. Film went to video, went to HD. It keeps going. And now the equipment I had back in the 80s uh, whew, totally antiquated. The first commercial, I used to take the students to the local TV station and I borrowed the local TV cameras to do some of my own shoots. And man, that stuff is terrible now. So it keeps evolving and you want to stay ahead of the game, particularly in the corporate business world, if you want to be taken seriously, in my opinion. Suzanne, can I ask, um, there are a lot of meetings I attend that I'm just on camera. And then there are meetings that we lead. And then there's like a, a training level where it's not just a meeting. You really, you have a, you have a whole agenda. You're, you know, you're coordinating the whole experience. Um, you're probably going to be asking for interaction. It's a different kind of level of meeting. Do we need to prep for those events differently? I, I mean, there's gotta be a difference between just attending a meeting and participating in a meeting versus attending a meeting and leading a meeting. Um, would you approach those differently or what are your thoughts there? Absolutely. I would approach them differently. I would ask for engagement every second of the way. I would be asking questions and making them talk in the chat. I would be having a form for them to fill out as they go along. You know, things that you do in person, when you have a, if you want to think about it, being a speaker, like a professional speaker, they'll a lot of times have a form that you want to fill out. Hey, fill in the blanks there. Hey, have a chat. Answer this question in the chat. Now, as far as slides, because this comes up when you're learning and you're teaching, people want to see slides. And of course, we want to hear and see and uh, be visual and audio auditory at the same time, of course. However, that's not the best thing to do to have your little head with a big screen. There is software out there now where you can be on one side of the screen and you can have your materials on the other side of the screen. But I think that's going to get old too. I personally have gone back to the Vanna White thing, you know, where they're pulling off the, um, if you look at any of my videos, for example, on my website, I have a video that I actually debated about whether I was going to put it on there. But I said, you know, when I was being an actor, a lot of times the decision maker said, can I spend a day with her? Is she fun? 
Yes. So that's what I put on my website, a video that showed my personality, showed that I'm approachable, showed that I'm not perfect. And in there, you'll see that I use a board that has pull-offs. Now, that is old-fashioned. And some people say, oh, that's so old-fashioned. But the Vanna White thing, you know, where she's turning the letters? I had a mentor who said one thing. He said he could not get people to listen to his videos. This was probably a decade ago, maybe. He could not get video, uh, people to listen to his videos until one day he was in the living room and he saw everyone glued to the TV and he was mesmerized himself by Vanna turning the letters. So he thought about it and he thought, huh, I'm going to do that. So what he did was he started having the covered things on his board next to him and he would pull them off, pull them off, pull them off. And he said he got total engagement, total because it's the curiosity thing, you see, and that works. That creates curiosity, but it also takes this medium and makes it more tangible and tactile. The feedback. Uh, last thing I'll say about that, the feedback that I get, particularly from my own clients when I do that, is, you know what, I feel like I can touch this. I feel like it makes it real because it's tactile, because I see you pulling something off a board. And sometimes the board does not cooperate. <laughs> I pull things off and it rips open and it falls off and that creates humor. So I think engagement-wise, as far as keeping them engaged in the different meetings, it depends on where you are. I personally like to have all sorts of different avenues to keep them engaged, depending on the different things that I'm doing. Whether it's a Zoom meeting, I'm asking them to respond in the chat, whether I'm doing a board and a training, or if I'm doing a meeting, I'll say in the meeting, I'll say, hey, How's that sound? I'm asking for their feedback, for them to nod their heads. Yes. Because in the sales, you want people to have that yes momentum. Yes momentum. So there's little things. And this is what I talk about in my, my system. You know, it's not just showing up on camera. It's being able to connect. It's being able to trust. Have them trust you. It's being able to persuade. It's looking good. It's understanding the tech. And most importantly, it is selling because even though you're a teacher, you are selling a concept. So you're able to persuade. If you're a C-level, you're able to influence. So really, this medium opens up a whole new ball game, and I'm excited to see where it goes for business. I love that you brought up the whole Vanna White thing. Um, I'm, I'm helping uh, my former life coach do what you do, right, which is create online courses and whatnot. And she likes to use like a little whiteboard. And um, she's going to be producing video. And, and, and I'm like, you have to keep the whiteboard in there. Well, why not? I want to have slides. And I want to have B-roll. I'm like, no, no, I love you drawing stick figures on the whiteboard, right? I mean, that's kind of how <laughs> that's old school. And, you know, it's things like that that disrupts our audience's expectations. Because in the age that we're living in now, I cannot tell you how many one-way webinars I have sat on, many coming from people that I dearly love and appreciate in our industry who love to talk, right? We are all learners. We all love to talk. And so at any rate, I, I just really, really, really appreciate that. Um, I could talk to you 
all day. Um, sadly, I don't have all day. Um, but as we start to think about um, bringing some of this together, what are some really important things that you want to talk about and remind our audience when it comes to uh, looking awesome on video? Well, I want to respond very quickly to what you just said and how you are listening to these one-way webinars. <laughs> okay, all I'm going to say about that is you want to think about the credibility that you have built offline. You want to be able to take that online. And I will give you an example. I signed up for an online software. The guy talked on the phone. He was great. I signed up. He did a one-way webinar. He was mouth noises. He was arrogant. I canceled. Okay. So I really think that you have brought up a very good point that you've worked really hard offline to build up your own credibility. Don't lose it online. Take this seriously. I think if the only thing that I can impart to your audience in like a millisecond is to take this seriously, see that it's going to continue to evolve, get ahead of the game, get good at it, and get help with it. Whether it's me or someone else, just know that the person that you're using it creates a safe environment, has experience teaching, not just in the industry like a makeup artist, but really has credentials that can do it. And, and learn the medium, take it seriously, and get ahead and stay ahead. I was going to say, I, I feel like this um, conversation today has moved me from a place of thinking I was just being vain to going, no, I think I should be investing a little more time and thought. I think this is a career choice. And uh, anyway, I, thank you, Suzanne. I, I'm excited to, to kind of tinker and play and make this a better part of my every day. Good, good, good for you, Abby. Glad yeah, to hear no, that. This is awesome. I, you know, I don't think remote work is going to go away anytime soon. In fact, I think it's just going to increase. And the importance of being able to yeah. be business presentable, whether in person or on camera, is going to be important. That's not going to stop. I think so, too. Yeah, I agree. Suzanne, I have a quick question for you. Have you seen mm -hmm. Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> I have heard of it, and I, I've in my mind, I have seen that. Why? Well, I just feel like I've spent 40 minutes with Master Ugwe. He's the turtle guy. <laughs> and That's right. That's I right. am Kung Fu Panda. And I we just dipped the brush in the very tip of this amazing knowledge that you've brought to us. And I just really want to thank you. I'm just so, super stoked. And I know my audience is asking the same question. Like, how can they connect more with you. You mentioned your book uh, and your website. If you could spend a few minutes talking about how our audience can learn more about this amazing world that you have to offer. Thank you, Scott. And I am happy because I really want to let the world know that this is an art and a skill that can be learned. It's not that hard when you get the right help. And I'm happy to help people if they want to reach out. SuzanneGlover.com S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, Glover, G-L-O-V-E-R.com. You can find me on my website. And I also am, of course, on LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash I-N forward slash Suzanne Glover. And Scott, what I wanted to do for your listeners was do a special diagnostic call. Okay, the, um, the link that I'll set up, if it's okay, is SuzanneGlover.com forward slash nerds, N-E-R-D-S. How about that? Love it. 
And thank you for coming around and I think that that's wonderful. And yeah, hey, folks, make sure that you uh, take Suzanne up on her offer. And we're going to put links to all of this in the show notes. I'm probably going to do a couple social tags on it as well. Um, that diagnostic on how good you look is is really important. Um, we all know in learning and facilitation, you only get good if you practice and watch what you're doing, right? That's old school. So thank you so much. Daniel-san. Yes, Scott. Could you spend a few minutes and tell everybody how they can connect with us? Absolutely. All right, party people, if you haven't already, hit us up. LearningNerdsCast at gmail.com. Email us questions, join in the discussion, ask us anything you've got on your mind. We're super interested to hear from you. For our Facebook folks, you can find us at Learning Nerds. Like us, subscribe, participate, all that stuff. Lastly, if you're on Instagram, you can find us Fab Learning Nerds. Share any groovy learning stuff you might have. We're interested to see and hear from you. Hey, folks, that's going to be it for us tonight. Do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Like and share the show with your friends. We'd like to get the word out, especially on the groovy stuff that Suzanne Glover had to give to us today. If you could do me a solid, if you're getting this through a podcatcher like iTunes or Stitcher, leave us a review. It's a great way for us to judge how we're doing and help get the news out. And with that, I'm Scott. I'm Dan. I'm Abby. I'm Suzanne. And we're your fabulous learning nerds, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Fabulous Learning Nerds. You know, there are a lot of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention. Meet with teachers make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment of offerings. If you're, if you're thinking of giving it a try, if you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.